I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey there, Livewire podcast enthusiasts. It's Luke Burbank. This week, we are dropping a little podcast extra into your feed just in time for the holidays. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but back in September, we had the comedian, actor, and author Aparna Nancharla on the program. Uh, she wrote this really incredible memoir. It's called Unreliable Narrator, Me, Myself, and Imposter Syndrome. And the book has all kinds of really interesting observations on Aparna's life, things that the rest of us who tend to be anxious can kind of take from her experience. Um, One of the things that she talks about in the book was something called her failure resume, uh, which included some of the kind of lowlights of her employment history. So we wanted Aparna to feel like she was part of a community of people who have had maybe surprising jobs as they were trying to make their way to celebrity status. So we put together a quiz about career lowlights of some other people in the public eye. We called this Failure is an Option. We did not have enough time to feature it on the radio broadcast, but we thought that it was too funny to just leave on the um, you know editing room floor. So we wanted to share it with you right now. Take a listen to this. It's a Parnanon Charla recorded live at the Holt Center for the Performing Arts in Eugene, Oregon. One of the things that you write about in this book, Unreliable Narrator, uh, is your some kind of lowlights of your early employment mm. history. Like, for instance, you tried to sell Cutco knives. I did. Which is a, a common theme among creative types that I know. Really? <laughs> Many people had a Cutco knife phase because it seems like, you know, you can make a lot of money. And yeah. um, we didn't want you to feel too disappointed about that not working out for you. So we wanted to uh, put a quiz together about the career lowlights of some other people in the public eye. This is a quiz that we're calling Failure is an Option. She works hard for the money So hard for it, honey She works hard for the money But she's really bad at it Ah, yes. She works hard for her money But she's really bad at it. <laughs> Live our house band, all right. Uh, here are some, this is all very real. I want to stress that because when you hear the questions, you'll think, no, the Livewire writing team made that up. This is all very real. Before becoming uh, the queen of rap, Nicki Minaj was fired from a job at Red Lobster for uh, which thing? Was it overcooking the lobster, 
Uh, was it showing her lyrics to customers? Was it for flipping off customers? Or was it for forgetting items on the menu? Which one of those things was getting Nicki Minaj fired from Red Lobster back in the day? Okay, so I'm going to talk through them. The first okay. one, not cooking the lobster. I, I, When you said she worked there, I pictured her as a server. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. I don't think they're letting I also assume that lobster, let's be honest, is pre-cooked. Yeah, and maybe not even lobster. I feel like it's one of those, might be one of those restaurants. <laughs> what? Remember the rumor that like you'd hear like, I heard Applebee's, all they have is a microwave. What? They don't even have, there's the, the kitchen, there's not even a stove in there. Didn't you, anyone else hear that rumor growing up? See? How do you cook salad in the microwave? You don't. It's, you just put it in the bowl and bring it. Okay, so you've, you're ruling out overcooking the okay, lobster. Uh, and then the second one was uh, showing, showing her lyrics to customers, which might be a little racy for, for some, oh. some customers, depending on their proclivities. I, don't, I also don't imagine rappers being like, hey, look at this thing I wrote. It mm-hmm. feels like more of a performed medium, mm-hmm. so I'm going to breeze through that one. Okay. Um, and then the third one was... Flipping off customers. I mean, I like that one. <laughs> I feel like so many people deserve to be flipped off. At Red Lobster. Yes, yes. 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 At so many, yeah, Only the lobsters could flip people off. <laughs> yeah. that's, why, that's why they rubber band their claws together. There was a number of incidents. <laughs> and then and I, forgetting forget- items on the menu. Oh, I mean, that feels like a classic... Uh, I'm going to go with flipping off because I want it. You're going to be absolutely right, Aparna <gasps> Nancharla. Yay! Yes. Uh, apparently, there was an incident where Nicki Minaj chased a couple out of the Red Lobster and flipped them off after they stole her pen. When GQ magazine, later, I presume many years later, asked her if it was a special pen, she said, no, it was just the principal. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. I, I think... feel like her fandom has carried on that mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you, yeah. you, you would know that that's a person that's going somewhere. Yes. This person can yes. be bigger than this Red Lobster in Queens or wherever it might have been. Taylor Swift's first job was A, a barista at a local coffee shop. B, a horse trainer. C, selling knockoff Girl Scout cookies. Or D, as an exterminator. Oh, man, I wanted to be exterminator. Can you imagine? I can, because I have the answer right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. I don't think it's exterminator. I mean, I sense some horse horse uh, girl vibes yeah, sure. in her. Does. So I'm going to go with horse trainer. Oh, it was exterminator. What? <laughs> really? With, but with some context, okay? Okay. Uh she, her family owned a Christmas tree farm. Of course. And I know that is on brand. Yeah. I feel like Taylor Swift was born in a Christmas tree. Yes, yes, yeah. She was uh, the first known baby born in a Hallmark holiday movie. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and her job was to get rid of the praying mantis pods that were living in the Christmas trees what? before they could go to their, get to their full Christmas tree-ness. Wow, the dark side of Christmas tree uh-huh. farms. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's where she gets her material from. Yes. The, that's where, the pain. Um, before, here's another one. Before Pope Francis was the Pope, mm-hmm. he was just Francis. That's actually not true. Um, he was just, I believe Jorge was his real name before he was the Pope. I like to think of him as Frank. Uh, what was a job that he had before becoming the Pope? Was it uh, he was a bouncer at a nightclub. Whoa. Was it? He was an up-and-coming boxer. 
<laughs> was that he was a caricature artist. <laughs> I just love the idea of him drawing someone on a surfboard with like very large head and very small body, hanging ten. Or was he a wine salesman? Was uh, Pope Francis uh, a bouncer at a nightclub, an up-and-coming boxer, a caricature artist, or a wine salesman? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm going to go with... Uh... I love you searching your memory for things well, you know about Pope Francis that might help you with well, this. Well, no. I mean, the, the church has a history with wine, right? So uh, those are sort of and related. The future. <laughs> and the future. <laughs> and let me tell you, uh, right now... <laughs> But then I would also say the Pope has a big head, so um, maybe caricature artist. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go wild and say boxer. Oh, mm. close. Bouncer. <gasps> Whoa. Also, he had a job as a janitor and as a technician in a food science laboratory. What? Yeah, all things that the Pope uh, did early in life. Okay. Do you think his parents were like, you're all over the place, dude. You, <laughs> we, we can't keep you paying really, your rent. Let, we should. Can, hold on. We need you to order this pizza. <laughs> we need some direction in your life, Jorge. All right. This is a great one. I'd actually heard this story uh, somewhere else. Bill Hader mm. was fired from his job at a movie theater for, for doing what? You probably have, have you crossed paths with Bill Hader in your illustrious comedy career? Apartment? Not directly, but I do feel like I read a profile with him where this might have been okay. said. Well, so that's considered see. research and that's totally appropriate in this game. <laughs> okay. He was fired from a movie theater job for doing what? For watching the movies instead of working, for spoiling the end of a movie, for doing stand-up during the previews, mm. or for telling people which movies not to watch. Oh... Okay, I know he's a cinephile, so mm -hmm. I'm going to go with A. Watching the movies instead of working. Yeah, yeah. That's the answer that you're giving. Yeah. It's in fact B, B spoiling the end of a movie, oh, specifically gosh. the movie Titanic. What? The story goes... You can't spoil it. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the story goes that a uh, sorority had rented out the movie theater to watch Titanic, and they were treating Bill Hader kind of shabbily as they came in. And so as punishment, he basically told them the ship sinks at the end <laughs> and was fired for that. All right, last one. Danny DeVito's first job was as a semi-professional juggler, as a background dancer, as a telemarketer selling pens or as a person styling people's hair at a mortuary? <gasps> Ooh. Wait, just a quick side question. What is a semi-professional juggler? <laughs> uh, somebody who is uh, also having to do some other work to oh, pay their oh, bills. okay, okay. Semi-professional juggler. Okay, okay, got it. Um, I'm going to say mortuary hair, hair. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yay. The story goes that Danny DeVito's, these are all stories of people looking for direction. <laughs> Danny DeVito's older sister was trying to help him through his young life and find some sort of way to support himself. And so she enrolled him in beauty school. <laughs> and so he, he learned how to cut hair. But then uh, oftentimes family, friends, and other people, when they had a loved one pass away, they would hire Danny to come in and do the person's hair up oh my one gosh. last time. 
That does feel a little bit uh, passive aggressive to be like, oh, I know someone's hair you can do. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, mm, living uh, people, maybe not, not, we're not ready for that yet, Danny. Uh, very good, Aparna. That was uh, impressive work. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks the book is me. Unreliable Narrator Yay. by Aparna Nancherla right here on Livewire. Thank, thank, thank you. That was Aparna Nancherla right here on Livewire, recorded at the Holt Center in Eugene. Make sure to check out Aparna's latest book. It's called Unreliable Narrator, Me, Myself, and Imposter Syndrome. And please enjoy the rest of the holidays, folks. We'll see you very soon. Dear Livewire, when we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with with joy and Make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait. Actually, no. Sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us. And uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, thank you so much. If you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast. <laughs>